0: Welcome to another FACT Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And in this episode, in this FACT Podcast, we're going to cover something that's been in the news and has been driving me a little crazy and other doctors and colleagues of mine crazy. The concept that skipping breakfast is good for you. Yes, the concept of skipping breakfast. Is it good for you or not? And of course, we have some celebrity doctors out there, celebrity professionals saying, yes, skip breakfast, it's good for you. They obviously do not have children that go to school, but they're saying that you know skipping breakfast is good for you. Well, I'm gonna take this down a little bit at a time and unfortunately I'm gonna have to throw a little bit of science and research on it. I'll try to keep it a more basic level, but number one, breakfast is good for you. Eating three or four times a day, even more, is healthier for you. It blunts your insulin spike. Insulin is the hormone released by the pancreas, one of our organs, in response to a large amount of carbohydrates, blood sugar, hitting your your bloodstream, and tries to move those that carbohydrate molecules, which is broken down to glucose, move those into the cell insulin also helps move branched chain amino acids amino acids proteins into cells and helps to move fats into cells so what are you saying fred well insulin is the our most anabolic growth related hormone everyone always thinks blood sugar because we all know someone who's diabetic and if and if their blood sugar if their insulin levels off they could die without either getting insulin or if they give themselves too much of an insulin through a syringe they could die because the blood sugar drops so low, so you have to get orange juice in them or candy. And that's why many, many uh, years ago, type 2 diabetics and type 1 diabetics would carry around a candy bar or glucose tabs or lifesavers so they could you know quickly swallow those to get their blood sugar up in an emergent situation. Because it's life-threatening to be dropping that low. That was standing, trying to understand that this would be good for you. I know this moves on the heels of the concept of intermittent fasting. The concept is that our metabolism speeds up when we only eat one meal a day or two meals a day, or we only eat during a certain window and you can lose fat during that. That is very true. Um, There's many research that show that, but of course they don't show you the other side of the research that yes, while it does increase our metabolism, your rate for heart attacks increase. Yes, heart attacks that kill you, all cause mortality raises. So people have strokes and other things that could kill them. And your rate of cardiovascular events goes up, substantially. And I'm gonna look at that research just so people can get some science. And I know we we all get blown away when you know, um, some DR period, some doctor, says that this is the way it should be because they have their personal experience. And I know out there, there's some celebrity, movie celebrity, arguing with a celebrity doctor, going back and forth on, you know, well, I have to eat. The celebrity uh, movie star saying I have to eat before my workouts. It's the only way to build. Well, he's absolutely correct because, you know, for any activity, you need sugars. And if you are trying to have athletic performance, the sugars, the fats, and the proteins have to be available. Also, the proteins have to be available for uh, recovery. If the substrates, those are the things needed for recovery, are not available, then you don't build, rebuild that skeletal muscle. So you go work out, you tear down a skeletal muscle, if the protein isn't available, you may not get around to it to the night or the next day, and you'll have an incomplete complete recovery. If you eat some protein or branched-chain amino acids immediately after working out or during the workout, it's amazing the amount of increase in muscle mass, strength, and athletic performance that happens. That's why post-workout drinks are a big fad right now. Well, of course, you want that you know, post-workout drink okay so that will increase your ability to heal now let's get back to breakfast for those that are going to bed after eating dinner six or seven o'clock at the latest and they get up you know eight hours later at five say they get up at five or whatever most of us don't go right to a full omelet strips of bacon coffee orange juice toast that doesn't happen right away most of us get around and move so we are waiting and fasting for a period. That's why I call break fast. You're breaking your fast from overnight. But we are skipping eating for seven, eight, nine, 10 hours. So we do get to reset so our digestion. Our digestion gets a break. Our intestines get a break. Um, those enzymes our body produce, you know, can be um, reestablished. But I've also heard that, well, you know, you need 12 hours to reset your hormones. Which ones? Are you kidding me? Like growth hormone, testosterone, estrogen. Which hormones are you talking about, silly? Those hormones are constantly being reset and redone. The only one that has an evening component is growth hormone, which is released at a specific time in the evening in this specific sleep cycle. So if you're getting enough sleep, getting enough REM, quality REM sleep, you're gonna get the growth hormone. But let's talk about the skipping breakfast. So you wake up, your blood sugar should be stable, but it's gonna be lower than say other times during the day. So you're gonna be needing carbohydrates, you're gonna be needing protein to reset for the day. And after 8, nine, ten hours of not eating, you need to recharge. And there's plenty of studies showing that having three or four meals spread out through the day, getting all your nutrients, especially your macros, your proteins, your fats, your carbohydrates, leads to better health. So in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, that's a peer-reviewed clinical scientific journal, that everybody in nutrition and dietetics say that, you know, this is, this is the top stuff here. The American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, Volume 105, Issue 6, from June 2017. The title of the article is, The Impact of Breakfast Skipping Compared with Dinner Skipping on the Regulation of Energy Balance and Metabolic Risk. So what they did is they uh, went through some participants tried to factor in some metabolic um, markers and what they found in the conclusions compared with three meals a day those who ate three meals a day meal skipping increased energy expenditure so I just want you to understand that yes if you skip a meal it doesn't increase your metabolism. So when you do eat the same amount of calories, say two or one times a day, you will burn those faster. So there, there's plenty of scientific research showing that. But what I'm worried about is inflammation in someone like killing over 10 years from now. So compared with three meals a day, meal skipping increased energy expenditure. In contrast, higher postprandial after you eat Insulin concentrations, that's what happens when you eat big meals, you spike your insulin, which is unhealthy for you. And increased fat oxidation, if you have more fat, then we have something called beta oxidation, where we break down that those, those fatty acids. Increased fat oxidation with breakfast skipping suggests the development of metabolic inflexibility in response to prolonged fasting that may in the long term lead to low-grade inflammation and impaired glucose homeostasis. Homeostasis is balance. So in other words, skipping breakfast leads to slow, mild, chronic inflammation, which can lead to all kinds of stuff, strokes, heart attack, cancer. Yes, cancer cancer is caused by a screw up in your immune system and low-grade inflammation. Low-grade inflammation is not what you want if you're an athlete. You don't want to be inflamed and overtrained all the time. But if that one little study is not enough for you, here's the hallmark, at least from last year. This is from the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. So this is your heart doctors. It's the volume 73, issue 16. It's the April 2019 Edition issue. The article is called Association of Skipping Breakfast with Cardiovascular and All Cause Mortality. All Cause mean, we don't care, are you going to die sooner, no matter the cause, from whatever we're testing? All Cause Mortality. Now, before people wig out and say, oh, this is not a big study and all this, I'm like, stop. This was study was done from 1988 to 1994, um, 6,550. 6,500 participants in this. So, and this is over 17 to 23 years they followed up. This isn't like yesterday or one year or two years. So averaging 17 to 20 years of follow-up with these people. And what they found is this. hope you're sitting down, okay? I'm just going to go right to the conclusion and read it verbatim. In a nationally represented cohort, that's a group, in a nationally representative cohort, they took people from different races, creeds, religion. They took a cross-section of America. and a nationally representative cohort with 17 to 23 years of follow-up, they followed them for a while, skipping breakfast was associated with significantly increased race, risk of mortality from cardiovascular disease. I'm gonna say it loud and clear for those people that like fads skipping breakfast was associated with significantly increased risk of mortality from cardiovascular disease. Our study supports the benefits of eating breakfast and promoting cardiovascular health. It's a 17 year study, almost 7,000 participants, study subjects from across the spectrum of America. So when people say that science is out there that you can skip and you can fast, yeah, but they're not following up for years and seeing people keeling over. I hate when people look at the short term and try to say, oh, look, you know, I took this vitamin and it helped me, you know, you know tomorrow how do you know it has to be studied It has to be ruled out you need someone to rule in rule out whether it was the breakfast or something else that was causing the problems you need a deep study like the one that was in the journal of cardiology why is that important well let's just sit back your GI your intestines don't need a break everyone says, "Oh your guts need a break well, you shouldn't be eating in the middle of the night, and you should be eating real late they're going to get an eight to ten hour break every single day, every single day all right they're going to get a break. they get a break for hours if you 're only having three meals a day spread out if you've noticed how bodybuilders and some athletes they graze g a z e they graze all day long. You know, they have six meals a day with broccoli and rice and chicken, and they get big, muscular ripped. These athletes, their performance is amazing. It's amazing to me, these doctors who are these celebrity doctors saying these things. It's the latest fad, and they'll get a lot of hits and a lot of TV appearances, but is that really scientifically the best thing you should be doing for the public? Telling them, hey, go ahead, skip breakfast and increase your rate for heart disease. Why don't you tell them to go smoke and drink heavily and, you know, work in a battery and paint factory too. So it's important. And I always go back to basics. You know, a lot of people say, well, we got to eat more like Neanderthals and Cro-Magnon. One, we don't know how they ate. If they killed the woolly mammoth, they probably ate it continually. They didn't have a refrigerator for three or four or five days, constantly grazing until it was gone. We ate whatever we found. If you were walking through the woods and you grabbed a mouse, you shoved it in your mouth and you crunched on it, you constantly were eating. You were grabbing berries, roots, whatever you get your hands on. You were constantly shoving something in your mouth like you see today. Lots of animals constantly are grazing if they can. We are not lions where they eat a big meal and wait a while or snakes where they eat a big meal and don't eat for a week. Our metabolism is not set up for that. Our insulin is not set up for that. Now, just because if I want to lose this 50 pounds around my middle, Fred, if I do intermittent fasting at work, absolutely. I can increase my metabolism by manipulating it in an unhealthy way by skipping breakfast and lunch and then eating all my calories in that window. That will spike my insulin. That will spike my thyroid And all of a sudden, you know, I am going to be losing weight. Yes, I could do that. But is that the most healthy for you? I could drink two pots of coffee a day and spike my metabolism and get similar results. But it's not good for your cardiovascular system. Either is skipping breakfast. All the research shows that it increases inflammation. And as we said in previous podcasts, inflammation is the key. Keeping inflammation down is the key to cardiovascular health. The reason people have heart attacks or strokes, the majority uh, is chronic stress or chronic inflammation in the system, and we're fighting inflammation. If you're a patient with some type of disease or problem, make sure you see your doctor. And before you try a crazy diet, make sure you sit with someone who's actually trained in dietetics. And I'm sorry, you need someone who spent four, six, eight years studying diet nutrition before I would sit back and listen to a celebrity medical doctor who had one or two nutrition class and read a bunch of books on the internet and tried some stuff out themselves. You need to study and have hundreds or thousands of patients that are top performers. I hang out with the strongest men in the world, strongest women in the world, fastest women in the world, fastest men in the world, the best athletes, the best bodybuilders, and not one of them does intermittent fasting. And if one or two do, they're the statistical outliers, and you don't base general recommendations to the public on the one or two statistical outliers. Those people could eat 10 times a day, and they get ripped. They could eat one times a day, and they would get ripped. They're the statistical genetic freaks. They're mutations. They're mutants. And those mutants should not be what you follow for either your training or your diet advice stick to the research. Eat a balanced diet. Eat three or four times a day. Your snacks should be protein. Get 100 grams of protein a day. Get eight hours sleep a day. Drink a gallon of water a day. And if you do gain weight, reduce your calories and increase your output, increase some exercise. And that'll work for you. And if you want to reset your hormones or anything like that, you need sleep. That's where most of our hormones are reset, sleep not by giving your gut a break. And if for anyone who says, oh, we had to eat more like Cro-Magnon, we don't know how they ate. And in fact, they had thicker skulls than us in a bigger brain case. What's that mean? Our brains are slowly shrinking. As we evolve, we're getting dumber. Do the research, go Google it. We're actually getting dumber. And when I hear someone says, oh, we need to skip breakfast, they obviously do not have children, do not care about scholastic performance in school, and they want to lead their kids, down, children, down a long road of metabolic disease, intellectual, emotional problems because they're not getting the food they need in the morning. In general, eat big in the morning. If you can, that should be your biggest meal of the day. Eat like a king in the morning. Breakfast should be eating like a king. Lunch like a prince. And dinner like a, a peasant. We do the opposite in America, and that may be one reason we're obese and overweight. We don't eat enough in the, in the morning. We may grab a bagel. We eat an okay lunch, and then we, we are gluttons at dinner, and it should be the other way around. And this has been another fact podcast. Thanks for listening.